Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Taylor Says. I have a really special episode to share with you guys today. Yesterday was my last day of being 20 years old. So today is my 21st birthday. March 3rd, 2001 is when I was born. And with another year of my life coming to a close in a way, and then another new cycle starting, I was just thinking about everything that I learned this year. So I came up with a list of 20 things I learned at 20 years old. And I'm going to share that list with you guys today because while I was coming up with the things that I learned this year, I realized that the things that I was writing down are things I hope to carry throughout the rest of my life. And I think that's really beautiful to be able to look back at the things you learned and continue to develop them throughout your entire life. So with that being said, let's start with number one. Number one is I need to drink more water. (laughs) So I have this issue that I self-sabotage a lot, and especially in this department. Um, I work out a lot frequently, and I just do not drink enough water. I deplete myself of that, and then I'm crouched down, and then I go to stand up, and I'm lightheaded all of a sudden, and I'm like, oh, what's happening? It's probably because you're dehydrated, Taylor. (laughs) So at 21 years old, I'm hoping that I can drink more water. Not I'm hoping. I will be drinking more water at 21 years old and on. All right. Number two is bugs are not scary. Now, this seems like something you can't really change about yourself. Like if you don't like bugs or insects, they're gross. That's it, you know, for you. But trust me, I have changed my perception on bugs so much. And now I see them as friendly little creatures. I'm so gentle with them. I do not fear them whatsoever. I was outside eating a pastry from Starbucks the other day and a little spider crawled into the pastry bag and I watched it do it and I didn't even move a muscle. All I did was I picked the pastry up out of the bag and then I looked to see if the spider was in there. It was. And then I dumped it back in the grass. And Julia, my best friend and I, we've had like crazy bugs in our apartment but we always release them. And I think I have really learned that from Julia a lot, being gentle with like these little creatures. But I feel like my change in perception about bugs has just made me overall more nurturing and loving. And that sounds really, really extreme to say, but I, it has, it really has. So bugs are not scary, guys. Just trust me. Number three is I actually do not like meat. So this year, I became a vegetarian in June. So June of 2022 will be my one year of being a vegetarian. And it has been one of the easiest transitions in my life. I didn't know how much I didn't need meat until this year. I started off being a pescatarian for, I think, a month or two. And then I switched to being a vegetarian. And I'm not against eating Uh, seafood or fish in the future just a more limited amount but when it comes to like red meat chicken pork all that stuff I do not like it it's gross I it's nasty and I really do not see myself ever going back I think I will be a vegetarian forever and I never thought I would say that I really did not think I would be a vegetarian this soon in my life but 
It happened for a reason and I am very, very happy about that. Number four is I do not have a set style. I really find myself wearing whatever I want on a day-to-day basis. Obviously, we all have our go-to sweatshirt leggings or sweatpants and a sweatshirt or t-shirt. You know, those basic outfits. But what are you wearing whenever you're going out or you're not working or you're not going to school? You know, like that I would consider more your style. And I noticed that I do not have a set style. I will sometimes wear more streetwear type stuff. Sometimes I'll wear a dress. Um, I feel comfortable in either. I feel comfortable in all styles because it expresses my personality differently, you know, based on how I'm feeling that day. So I've come to terms with the fact that I think it just means I'm a really versatile person. I like it. (laughs) Number five is I need to make an effort to read more. Whenever I was in elementary school, I was a bookworm. That is where I learned most of my vocabulary, I would say. I've always enjoyed a good story and just being able to escape into another place. More recently, it's been more self-development, spiritual guidance books and stuff like that that I've been interested in. But being in school has really made it hard for me to want to read for pleasure But I want to change that because I just remember back when I was a child and how much joy reading brought me, how much peace it brought me. Whenever you're going through a tough time, it just helps you escape from that reality for a little bit. And you also just learn so much from reading, even if you're reading a nonfiction book. Oh, wait, shit. (laughs) Even if you're reading a fiction book, I don't even know my genres anymore, you know. Whatever you're reading, it's extremely helpful for your development. I want to make an effort to read more for the rest of my life. Number six is I love, 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 love Oprah Winfrey. I started listening to the Super Soul podcast. My one friend recommended it to me and I have just been in love with her since. She is an extremely intelligent woman She's so caring. She is just constantly evolving her her thinking, her style, her speech, her everything to be a better person. And I think we can all learn from her. She is the I would say the most well-known philanthropist. I don't I was having trouble saying that word. <laughs> um she's so well-known just for being this amazing woman and If you don't know Oprah's backstory, I really recommend just reading about her a little bit um, or just listening to Super Soul. She is just an incredible individual and I have learned so much from listening to her and the guests that she has on. She is just doing it all. She's been doing it for such a long time and she's not done yet. So I just really have so much respect for her. She's probably one of my favorite people out there to like listen to so i love you oprah all right now we're gonna get a little bit more personal gradually i'm not gonna just throw some crazy lessons i've learned at you right off the bat but we're getting closer so number seven is i have super strong ancestors in 2020 i really started my spiritual awakening process i 
was just learning so much about myself in such a quick amount of time that I really was forced to wake up really quick. But it wasn't until this year that I really realized we all have ancestors that are so strong and they're always with us. They're surrounding us all the time. But it's about recognizing that they're there. If you're not a spiritual person, that is completely fine because regardless of if you're practicing spirituality or any type of higher connection, I guess, they're still there. You still have support. You still have a system behind you that is invisible, that you can't see. Number eight is I love being alone. In the past, I used to be so uncomfortable with being alone and I would claim I was so extroverted and I am an extrovert. I love being around people. I feel energized in other people's presence. But the reason I was so uncomfortable when I was alone was because the solitude brought me a different perspective of myself that I had yet to experience. But when I was kind of forced to be alone for a little bit, and there's kind of a pattern in my life where there's things that I don't really want to do, and then somehow, you know, the universe ends up forcing me to experience them so that I develop. And I'm so grateful for that. But it was really uncomfortable being alone for a long period of time. But the longer I did it, the more I realize I love it. Because when I'm alone, I get to come back to my energy, come back to my center and recognize who I am. Whenever you're around people, you get flooded with their energy regardless of if you want to or not. It's about discerning it from yours so that you can drop it at the end of the day. How are you realistically supposed to know what you want and what you like whenever there's people around you saying what they like all the time? that's a normal human thing it's not bad to get ideas from other people it's very beneficial actually but whenever you get to return to your solitude that's when you get to decide like do I actually like this and spending time with yourself is what helps you develop the most and figure out what am I doing here number nine is pictures that I hate of myself at first I end up loving later and another way of saying this is hindsight is twenty twenty. Recently, I was looking through my photos and at pictures of myself from anywhere between, you know, a month ago to five months ago. And I noticed that pictures that I would have had taken of myself that I hated when I first looked at it, you know, maybe my pores looked really obvious or, you know, there's a little blemish on my face or I just didn't like the way my body looked in it. I end up loving it later and I wonder why I didn't post it. We are our own worst critics and we know ourselves more than anyone else. So no wonder we're our own biggest critic. It's like a scientist, you know, they they stare at the same thing all day so that they can learn more about it so that they can see bigger details and stuff. You know, like don't make yourself your own little science experiment. Like let yourself be you. You know, you're not going to change any of those little flaws in the moment. And let's be honest, nobody's staring at them. Like nobody's looking at them. And I especially notice this whenever I'm the one looking at my pictures from three months ago. And in hindsight, I'm like, I look great. So why do I hold so much judgment? The thing that I learned overall is that 
if you have a picture of yourself that looks cool, just post it. It doesn't matter what little thing you have in it that's weird or a little flaw that you perceive as undesirable. Number 10 is laugh at yourself more because there is nothing too serious or too embarrassing that you can't laugh off. The amount of embarrassing things that I have done that I've turned around by just laughing at myself and kind of taking almost that control back from the situation, it's just so empowering and it adds so much joy to my life whenever I just laugh about anything, especially those things that we perceive as really weird and embarrassing or serious or whatever. And who knows, maybe you laughing about it is going to add joy to somebody else's day. Because if you were just embarrassed about it, yeah, they could just laugh. But the amount of joy that you can just add to someone's life by laughing with them. Number 11 is believe people when they show you who they are the first time. I think at one point or another, all of us have experienced romanticizing people. And basically what that means is you create a better version of what they are in your mind. And that holds true for you. But the reality is, is that people are who they show you they are and who they say they are. So if someone says, I could never be a good partner to you, but they're showing you, and I'm putting that in quotations, you perceive them to be showing you good partner qualities that you like, and then you go off and you just say, yeah, but I still want to be with you. You put yourself in a situation where when they end up being who they say they are because they've already told you this or they've already shown you this trait of theirs, you're going to be upset and you're going to feel like they lied to you. But in reality, you were the one that was romanticizing them into this bigger, better version of who they actually are. And I'm not saying, oh, this person's a bad person, but people that say those types of things to you or show you those parts of themselves are not lying to you. So it's really important to just take people as they are. You know, don't give them extra traits by projecting what you wish or what you would want onto them because they can't fulfill that because that's not really who they are. It's just who they are in your mind. That's a habit that I have of romanticizing people, but I put an end to that because my awareness overrules that romanticism, if that makes sense. Number 12 is forgiveness can only truly come from within yourself, and it's necessary to do to move forward in life. This is a very, very hard lesson to learn and to actually embody in your life. Because what happens is when people hurt us, we don't want to give them that forgiveness because they might have already taken something from you or done something that you you don't want to give them any more power. But if you're not forgiving, then what you're holding is resentment. And resentment is something that only stays within you and only destroys you. People will try to take your power no matter what. People will do things to disturb your peace, disturb your reality. But don't give them any more time. Don't give them any more power to have a space in your life, to hold space in your psyche of what they did. They had their moment, but when that moment passes, the moment it's over and you're in the present moment and you're safe, the situation has passed. That is when forgiveness needs to start developing. You're not ever condoning what they did to you, but you're accepting that the situation happened 
and you're accepting that you're deserving of releasing all of that. Number 13 is words are spells and affirmations do work. I was using this affirmation a few months ago and it was, I am grateful for the abundance of love in my life. I was writing it in my journal, I think like 55 times for five days. It's the 555 method. If you ever heard of that for manifesting and I just love that affirmation, but I really saw it working in reality when I was having a really, really hard time one day and I was at work. Literally all of my coworkers, even strangers from the store, I was just getting so much love and I just felt such an abundance of love in my life, just like the affirmation I was saying said. And I was able to heal from that situation like 10 times faster than I would have if I wasn't saying that. So I really, really recommend just picking one or two affirmations that are super strong for you, super personal, based on whatever you want to embody in your life and saying them every single day. Saying them in the mirror, writing them in a journal, anything that keeps it in your subconscious and really like drills it in. You'll be really, really surprised when you see it come into fruition in real life. And it's just such a magical feeling. Number 14 is no matter what you look like, you will always find a flaw to fixate on. This was a really annoyingly surprising thing for me to experience recently in the past year because when I was 18 years old and I was still 100 pounds heavier than I am now, I had this romanticism almost in my head of what it's like to be fit, what it's like to just be healthy. And I would always think that people that were healthy, people that like their bodies generally, didn't ever fixate on, you know, those little tiny flaws that they have because overall everything's good. But for me, I hated everything. So every single flaw was, you know, huge for me. I had a rude awakening (laughs) whenever I got to a place where I was feeling healthy. I was feeling good about my body because I still had flaws I wanted to fixate on. I still have flaws that feel like there's a magnifying glass almost in my vision on them. And this realization has been so freeing for me because the illusion from when I was younger, that there is a certain body or certain way you can look that makes you feel satisfied in some way has dropped because nobody feels that way. Everybody, even if it's the tint of your teeth, they're a little too yellow. You could love everything else, but it could be like the color of your teeth that you hate. As I said earlier, we are our own biggest critics. And it's just so much more productive, what I found at least in my life, to drop the fixations. And when I see a perceived flaw, I turn it around and I say, you know what? I love that because that's me. That's me. And that has just given me so much more freedom in my life. Number 15 is a big one. And it's that I want to be an entrepreneur. I will be graduating at the end of this year, December 2022, with my bachelor's degree in psychology. My original plan was to go work for a practice, go just be a therapist. And that's 
still a great option. But what I've noticed is that there are missing pieces of therapy, missing pieces in psychology. I want to revolutionize what therapy is looking like. So from this point on in my life, I will be working on developing something that hasn't been seen before. And this for me is holistic psychology. And that's something that isn't really in psychology right now, but I'm going to make it happen. Never thought that I would want to be my own boss. I never thought that I'd want to do something so big like own a business, but in the far future, I do want that. I want to help people not feel dissatisfied when they leave therapy. Number 16 is true love doesn't just get up and leave one day. People will constantly come and go in our lives regardless of what we truly want. And that happens for a reason. People come in your life to show you something, teach you something, and then when their time is over, they can leave. But when it comes to true love, it's not about what that person is giving you or what you're giving them. It's about the love you have for them. My best friend Julie and I moved in together about eight months ago and we had not fought before we moved in together. It was a very harmonious relationship. But if you've ever lived with somebody, you know the relationship changes in a way because you're constantly around them. You know, you're in each other's space constantly. We found that we were getting in these arguments and there was just a lot of hostility. But for the first time in my life, I had a friend that was there to stick around through the tough times. And these tough times, in comparison to other things I've had happen, I won't say are greater, but they were really difficult things to go through. But regardless, we spoke about it. We talked about it. We come back to the fact that we love each other and that we're meant to be in each other's lives. Little arguments and disagreements or whatever are just showing us parts of ourselves that we need to heal. And having that type of relationship in my life has really set the standard for all the other ones. Number 17 is people can change. I have one relationship in my life in particular that has developed enormously over a pretty long period of time. And I am just so proud of the individual that has made this change. But it took a long time. It took patience. It took change. But it comes from within that person. And if I were to only focus on what I knew from the past of this person, I would never be able to have the relationship that I have now with them. And I'm just so grateful that I have that awareness and that I'm not missing out on that relationship. It's important not to be oblivious of how people are acting and making you feel in your life in the moment. But a lot of us have outdated representations of people that we've met in the past or that we've known in the past. And who knows? I mean, I know I've changed a hell of a lot since 2020, even 2021. And I think it's important to give people that opportunity to show their true selves to you because a lot of people are acting out of hurt and we can't judge them for that. All right, last three. Number 18, the only thing holding me back from all of my dreams coming true is myself. There's so many different ways I could describe all of my self-sabotage. We all do it. We all self-sabotage in some way, uh, whether it's conscious or not. But procrastination, laziness, doubt, 
pride, comparison. Those are only a few ways that we self-sabotage ourselves. Luckily, we can just look at the man in the mirror and tell him, you need to get your shit together. There's no real external force that's keeping you or holding you back from doing what you want. There's the illusion that there's an external force, but truly it's us internalizing what other people are saying and then repeating it inside of our heads and then making it a truth. If someone tells you you can't do something, you can take it as a truth and then live that out. Or you can say, okay, that's your opinion. And then move forward. We are our own biggest op. And once you realize that and accept it, you can really transform it. Number 19 is we're all just hurt little kids running around confused, hurting other people. It's easy to see people for who they are in this moment and just take it. Okay, this is how they are. This is who they always have been. But it takes a lot of courage to look at somebody in their wholeness, look at somebody with all of their flaws and realize that a lot of us are just trying to deal with what we experienced as children and making sense of that. As much as we want to say that people hurt us because they wanted to hurt us, the truth is people hurt us because they're hurting. And finally, number 20, the darkest parts of ourselves are also our greatest gifts. This past year, I met a lot of people and I had to think about if I wanted to share my life before 2020 with them. I really wanted to be able to just forget and move forward and be like, this is the person that I am now and that's that. But there came a point where I realized my weight loss, my eating disorders, my depression, my anxiety are all the things that gave me the most power in my life. Those experiences made me who I am. Yes, I could move forward and be like, oh, forget all of that. But then I would be neglecting my greatest gift. All of that knowledge, all of that experience from those 18 years of my life down the drain because I'm embarrassed, because I'm shameful. So I decided in January of 2022 to post a video on my Instagram of what I looked like before in my journey until now. And that was so empowering for me because I no longer had to question if I wanted to tell people or not. Now the energy is take me as I am or leave me alone (laughs) because I am who I am and I will continue to unapologetically be who I am until the day I die. And that's a wrap. Those are the 20 things I learned at 20 years old. And for 21, all I can hope for is more knowledge, more eye-opening experiences, more self-discovery, finding more things and people that I love, staying in a place of gratitude, and giving life my all. If you made it till the end, thank you so much for listening. I am so grateful for everybody that takes the time to listen to anything I have to say. But this is just the beginning.